We're your health and safety angels, Daisy Silcock and Lindsay Mason. Health and safety, busting the barriers. Welcome. This is episode three. Hey, Lindsay, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I've had a really fabulous week with this podcast being out and about in the world now. Feeling excited? Yeah. Do you know, I have to say, you know, when we were talking about it, I didn't really expect the kind of instant response that we got. But I've had two messages on our email this week already asking for particular topics to bring up in future episodes. Ooh, what have they asked? Uh, Managing contractors. Okay, lovely. And HR. So from a point of view of it's all well and good that we ask people to do stuff, but how do we manage it as a business if people don't do what we ask? Good point. I remember when I first started in safety all those decades ago, um, that things like discipline were like, don't mention discipline and safety. You can't mix the two and, and all that stuff. We've got to manage it. We can never discipline anybody for anything. And at the end of the day, we all have rules that we have to follow, don't we? And if we don't follow them, there's repercussions. Exactly. Well, I'm a big I like rules, but that's I guess that's part of being in health and safety. I always say I'm a conformer because nobody sits in a room and makes stuff up just for a laugh. No. It has to be there for a reason. And I get sometimes maybe the reasons aren't the correct reasons because people are a bit uh, maybe over the top sometimes. But mm. I like a rule. keeps us in line. Are you one of those people that when they see a police officer go, oh, have I done anything naughty? I always feel I know I haven't. <laughs> I know I haven't because I'm a good girl. I don't do the right thing. I don't like to get in trouble. But um, I still panic because you never know what if something happened in in the last few minutes I didn't know anything about. No, I know. I'm always like, is there is is one of my brake lights out or something like that? You know, Um, you know, I do that classic of like you hold yourself a bit more cardboard. (laughs) I I make it worse for myself, don't I? You do look really suspicious. Yeah, what is wrong with that girl in that little Renault? Something suspicious about her. (laughs) Uh, But we also, talking about, I know they've come back to us with topics, but we've also had some really amazing messages just to say how people Mm. are enjoying listening already, even just with one episode, and that uh, they're excited to hear what we've got coming up. So that makes me more excited. And a big thank you to all those people that have reached out to us and made comments and made suggestions and and it's been it's been really great it hasn't has. it because yeah. I think we were a bit nervous because it's something out of our comfort zone so I think it's been nice to have that you know that recognition and then obviously so far we haven't even at this at this stage of recording episode three we haven't actually released uh, any any sort of, of of our big topics yet so. Uh, so what's today about days? What are we doing? So um, today, because obviously our last episode was all about the the sort of, well, the heart of safety, really. I call it the ultimate reason. For me, it's the ultimate reason. The absolute, the 100% why we do it. It's, it's you know, we, we talked about in that episode examples of cases where it just hurts to talk about them because, you know, innocent people are affected lives are ruined um we've had it in the past week we're not oh. I, I don't want to bring anything up but in the past week right young person yeah. it's and that's why we do it that is that should be really every single human being should be saying yeah 
I never want that to happen to anyone, even if I don't know them. But there are more reasons. Yes, there are. We're back today. There are. So we're going to kind of cover um, the. Well, we're kind of meant going to mention the the legal stuff, but obviously we are going to talk in much more depth, still as as plain talking as we possibly can be about the legal side of things. But we're going to talk just briefly about the legal stuff. Um, but then the focus of of this session is really going to be the, the financial reasons behind bothering with health and safety. So let's go with the smaller topic, because or, or the smaller topic for today. For today, gonna, yeah. For, for today, because it's not a small topic; it's a massive no. topic. Hence, why we need to break it into chunks rather yes. than yeah, trying to tackle it in one, lots, one lots session. So we know there are laws to follow, right? Mm-hmm. We have to set laws in place, as actually I mentioned just before, because we have to set a benchmark for people to work towards. You, you could never have all these million people in this country and say, well. Just try and keep people safe. No. Because it just wouldn't work. So we've Socie- got to Yeah, society needs to have rules of conduct uh, in order for it to function correctly and to make sure that, you know, the weak are protected and goodness knows what. So so when we look, we talk about workplace safety, it's, it's no different to that, is it? You know, we're looking after people who may not be aware of the things they're being exposed to. And so... Well, it's both sides, isn't it? It's based, it's it's setting these these levels of expectation for employers, mm. but also there've got to be laws in place for employees mm. as well. People people need to know what's expected of them, what they can and can't do. And my biggest thing is people moan about laws, a variety of laws. They moan about speed limits and seatbelts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But ultimately, they're there for a reason. They're there because you have to have some kind of agreed level of expectation from yeah, everybody. Otherwise, it would be riot, wouldn't it? And and sadly, of course, a lot of our legislation, especially in respect to things like safety, has been put in place because of something tragic that's happened. Right. Um, and, you know, new building safety legislation that's come out uh, recently following on from the Grenfell Tower disaster, for example. So it's it's about learning lessons from things that have happened in the past and yeah. trying to bring around change to stop it from happening to everybody else. So as much as people think that laws can be quite restrictive without the laws in place, you imagine the kind of workplace carnage that could happen. Um, and if you take back to when the, the main law that we have, which is the Health and Safety at Work, at, at work etc act 1974 before that came out we were having a lot more deaths than we have now you know around a thousand deaths a year prior to the introduction of that law and so if we continued without that legislation and we're almost 50 years on now since that legislation came out god that makes makes you feel old doesn't you're it? talking about fifty thousand people that could have died god. now yes people still have died sadly but a lot less than that number because of that law. So why do and we think people don't like laws? What do we think the main issue is? Why why are people against is it they just don't understand them? I I I have to say that from my experience the reason why business owners may not like laws is because of the cost element of it. Okay. Because of Putting in place control measures, things to make people safe costs money. You know, if I say if the law says you've got to check your forklift truck once a year, 
there's a cost to it. And you're checking the forklift truck that could be in absolutely tip top condition because guess what? We've not even really used it, but you've still got to check it. Oh, see, I've never looked at that. I, I see it a different way. Whereas my view is that people that start a business like to be in control of what they do and when they do it. And these laws are actually a way of somebody else or, or a, another entity controlling them. And maybe people mm-hmm. don't like to be controlled. So I guess you could both sides. I mean, it's actually interesting. We both have uh, a different view on it. But that's what I think is, I think that when you look at a subject like the the health and safety laws, I think there are multiple reasons why the law came in in, in, in the first place as well. You know, people cite accidents such as that that took place in 1966 in Aberfan as one of the real sort of kickers as it were to get this legislation through obviously we've got um the the report that was done by uh, lord rubens as well in 1972 that really started this journey and and there's i think a variety of different reasons that fed into why we bother from a legal point of view to protect people but i think it's just solidifying almost you know compacting that moral reason saying well okay yes do what's right because it's right, but also do what's right because we have to. You have yeah. to do it. And you only have to look at people driving around to know that not everybody follows the speed limit. Not everybody does those follows those laws. So even with the law in place, the, the Health and Safety at Work Act and all the other bits in place, there's no guarantee that people are actually going to follow it. Of course. Uh, You know, another thing that just thinking about it now is it's really difficult to comply with something if you don't really get it. Oh, totally. I I know and you know that there are lots of places you can get support and advice and guidance from. But actually, if you decide when you're 24 years old that you want to go start your own business because you've you've worked for a couple of years in the industry and you've built up a bit of a skill uh, and that's what you know, all of a sudden, you're faced with people telling you, have you done this? Have you got a debt? Have you created a risk mm. assessment? Blah, blah, blah. And it can be a little bit overwhelming. So actually, what you could be doing is burying your head in the sand because you just don't understand. And I guess another reason why we're doing this, right? To be able totally. to break down those barriers. Because even I open up legislation and go, oh, my God, what does that mean? No, I know totally. where to look. That's the thing. So hopefully we can help people to recognize yeah and that's another reason why we want people to come forward and say could you do a session on this could you talk about that uh i told you that i had somebody contact me and say you know i always get muddled up with fire extinguishers please could you do a session on that i love that you know so this is this is it doesn't matter what industry you're in i was only talking the other day to to the lady that does my uh nails and she was saying oh, i've got this tickly cough and it won't go away and i said have you thought maybe it's the dust from some of the products that you're using mm. you know and we get the conversation going and she says yeah, i know but i don't think there's anything i can do about it i said well actually there is this piece of equipment you could get and blah blah blah, blah. and um you know so it, it's 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 any industry i don't think that 
we're going to say, oh, you know, we won't talk about certain things. I think we can kind of go, you know, like we said in the introduction episodes, certainly if we don't know, we'll find somebody who can do that straight foot talking on our behalf. Right. Um, Well, we we know we don't know everything. Uh, And and that's how health and safety is so amazing, because you do have people that have their specialized subject and they'll share that information with you there is no way anybody could sit there and say i mean i say anybody there are one or two people that probably do but no one knows everything and it's not (laughs) a bad thing to say actually i don't get it i don't understand what that word means i don't really know what's expected of me and we need to feel more confident as people to be able to say to somebody else actually i don't get that oh my god that this happened to me this week i was on a construction site met by the health and safety manager and as we walked into the entrance he he said a phrase to me uh, even now I don't even know what he said but he said <laughs> something and I automatically said I actually have no idea what that means because nowadays I'm not afraid I'm not scared to say actually I don't get it because I want mm. to know mm. and, and 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 that's what I hope we can do is get people to say actually no I don't know and they can come to us and say tell me what this means Absolutely. And I think we also mentioned we were going to do some of the myth busting type of stuffs as well. So where often people work for companies and they say, well, the law says we have to do this. And they've been misinformed. Yes. You know, it may be an industry standard. It may be best practice. It might be how your company wants it done. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean that the law is that specific because actually in a lot of instances, it's not that specific. Right. And that's where the, some of the confusion kicks in, Lynn, because I think if it actually said black and white, everybody needs this document, this piece of equipment, you know, this PPE specifically, I think it'd be much easier for people oh gosh yeah but but they can't do that because of the all the different industries all the different jobs etc and therefore it is very broad and don't we have this classic thing in in health and safety where you'll you'll be at work and someone says to you oh oh you can't do that because of health and safety and (laughs) and we we as people go oh okay because we actually don't know and it's really difficult to know and so you just take someone's word for it and I'd love to be able to put a figure on it Uh, obviously I'm personality not maths I couldn't do that but there will be a very large percentage of people say oh health and safety said no 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 and actually they're completely wrong I've got to be honest I love it when people say that to me because they because they look at me and I've got green hair and tattoos and they don't necessarily think she's going to be in health and safety (laughs) or know what she's talking about Yes. Yeah. So therefore they go, I remember checking into a hotel in London and they were saying, you know, for fire safety reasons, we have to have a copy of your passport. <laughs> okay. So then I was, oh, you know, what? it's like dog with a bone, isn't it? Okay. Could you just explain a little bit more why you need my passport? Well, in the, the event of a, of a fire, it's so we can identify your body. Is that what they said? Yes. <laughs> So you've been burned and they're going to use your passport picture. Passport photo. To check yeah. that you're Daisy that's got the green hair and the tattoos. Which will have all burnt off at that point. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, it did. And it, I mean, sometimes you just let it go, don't you? And go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. You have to know your situation, judge your audience, don't you? But sometimes you just think, come on, this is very sort of jobs worthy. And I think they can use safety as that kind of cover all. It's actually, it's just our company rule. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Don't cite safety because then people get this, oh, safety yes. stops me doing everything Absolutely. I want to do. 
Um, we've had this up here, actually, where I live with these uh, little Lido swimming pools where, um, you know, they were saying, oh, well, we, we can't we can't let the Lido swimming pools be open this summer because uh, slip risk. Well, actually, it turns out that the council are trying to sell off the land and they're trying to make it sort of, you know, improbable to actually keep these swimming pools open and that so they cited so health and say i know i know it's terrible isn't it and but it's that's really creating negativity around towards our industry yes i know honestly so it's that busting the barriers again isn't it well empowering people to be able to say hang on a second can can i clarify that somehow and i, and I, I say to people on, on courses that is why I want you to have this information, not to make you an all-knowing guru in health and safety, but so that you know where you can go just to mm. double-check something so that we don't always mm. just say, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and feel uh, free to challenge. Yes, we, but we need to do that all round in life. We all need to challenge a bit more and actually ask questions rather than just doing it. Yes, like little sheep. Yes, so we know we've got this legal reason. Yes, so we... we're very excited. We're going to, I mean, obviously we've n rabbited on about that long enough, but that's us for us, isn't it, really? Yeah, well, that's what um, we're here. If we didn't yes. like to talk, it'd be a bit weird doing a podcast, wouldn't it? Well, true. That's a good point. <laughs> um, so, so yes, we're gonna we're gonna go. Um, what? Are we, how? How are we going to format that? How? How are we going to format the legal stuff? How's it going to look so for people? Every episode is going to be broken down into a different section. So okay. it's hard to say now because otherwise I don't want to say something and then people not understand what that means. But we're going to have a multitude of episodes. It will be like um, a, a split. Each chapter of a book is an episode. Okay, So it'd be like the Health and Safety at Work Act, Chapter 1. It's kind of like the 101 of that of that piece of legislation. Yeah. What, what does it actually mean? What does it say? Mm -hmm. Where can we go and find staff? Mm -hmm. Just break it down. Because if we, if we did the, the law in a couple of episodes you'd just be saying words and I think we we need to really do exactly what we said from the start we want to break it down so mm. go right back to the beginning and it might be that some people listening as they listen to it go well I already know that well that's great great but somebody <laughs> out there doesn't and that's why yeah. we're doing what we're doing and we're not trying to reach people that have health and safety qualifications we're doing this because we want people that don't have health and safety yeah. qualifications and it it's lovely to have the support of obviously our counterparts in the industry but the purpose for this was not for them right um as much as we love to have their support it the purpose is for people is that is that small business owner that goes oh uh i used to work in the hairdressers i've decided to open my own hairdressers now what do i need to know yeah you know it's it's that person it's it's the roofer that's you know unsure about what they should or shouldn't be doing or has seen something unsafe and wants to check whether is that the right way or not it's those people isn't it absolutely it is um but we have had some fabulous support haven't we from our industry i feel i feel really great that we've got some some actually really oh can't they what couldn't get the word they're qualified successful i don't know well no 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 because because those two those two words can describe us as well so don't play yourself down all right, all right no imposter syndrome okay. here. <laughs> yeah that'll be a whole, <laughs> a whole different episode that, won't it? that's a whole series it isn't it <laughs> um, so so the the other side that's what i was financial yes oh, sorry. well go on you do it no go on you do it no, you're, you... you're, you're you're older than me so then i say you do it oh okay 
So the finances then, the financial reasons why we bother with this stuff, um, other than because the law says we have to, um, there are cost savings that can be made by actually making things safer. Yeah. And of course, there are huge costs associated if we don't. But it's hard though, isn't it? Because if you, I see it a bit like gambling. Some people like gambling and some people Mm -hmm. don't. If you gamble, you might not get anything back and you're willing Mm -hmm. to do that. Whereas I'm not a gambler because if I, if I do something, I want to see something in my hand. And, and I think when we're spending money on health and safety, you're not getting anything in your hand, are you? And that's Mm. really difficult. So it's a really hard topic because you're not asking someone to buy a pair of shoes. I think that's why people always love PPE, isn't it? Because PPE is a physical thing in your hand, you know. And even though we always talk about personal protective equipment and say, oh, try and use it as the last option and all the rest of it. The thing is, when you've got a actual physical item, you yeah. go, I spent £100 and now I've got this number of gloves you know whereas if you go i've got a hundred pounds i'm going to spend a hundred pounds on training what do i have at the other side of it right some shiny certificates yeah and that i mean you get that these days everything's all digital you don't even get your your printed certificate with your gold star or maybe you do do you do with the the three day course I still print mine out. If I if I've done like a course myself, like a CPD course or something like that for myself, I you put it in that little folder. I've still got my folder. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I have one for each of my kids, but I don't think I have one for me. Mine is a drawer in the filing cabinet. You're so posh. I'll get lost. I got it secondhand from someone that was shutting down, so it actually looks a bit out of place in my spare bedroom. Can you see it? Or you can see it. I can see it, but remember, everyone, it. El- everyone else can't. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> I want them to think of me in a nice, in a nice, very professional yes. manner. Tidy. <laughs> say no more. Say no more. So financial. So there's that. There's actually two sides, right? There's that side yeah. where actually it can increase uh, your profits. It can increase your turnover. How? How? How can it? Im- like, how does it actually increase your profits? Well, one, I think one of the big ones is that health and safety is not going away. And companies want yeah. to work with companies that manage health and safety and manage it well. And so going forward, winning contracts, winning work from, from businesses, you're going to have to be managing health and safety to mm. be winning that work. And so yeah. the only way that you're going to increase your profits is by engaging in health and safety. Yeah, it's. I mean, it it works as simple as this. You go to your take your local takeaway, yeah. You get a takeaway, you bring it home, and you find a dirty plaster in your takeaway. Oh, <laughs> oh, god! I know it's a terrible example. Okay, are you likely to go back to that takeaway? Absolutely not. Okay, so when we have a bad experience, when we hear bad reviews, when we see on Facebook or you know whatever it might be, trust pilot or whatever, negative things. We think twice about reusing that company. 
the same in business. So when, for example, an organization has a serious accident or an accident that, you know, that customers know about and so on, it impacts. People will think twice before they go, shall I use that building company again? Shall I use that roofer? Shall I use that? And also, if you really, if your business that's going for really big contracts, you will actually be asked, tell us your safety record. How many incidents have you had to report to the health and safety executive? How many prosecutions have you had in the last 10 years? How many, et cetera, et cetera. And so then, yes, you, I mean, you, I guess you could lie about it, but it's actually all available on the internet as well. Right. It's and, all there. And we, although we haven't really talked about this yet, um, we'll get there. Companies want you to carry out independent audits, so they're going to mm. find out. I mm. went to a company uh, about a year ago, and they had been given a 10-year contract that was worth multi-millions pounds, and they had their contract cut, even though they'd invested in all their vehicles and everything else, because their audit came back for the second time with massive failings. And the client mm. said, no, you, you, you agreed to have this standard. You haven't maintained this standard. You're gone. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's it's a massive reason to in, to in, invest in health and safety. And of course it's not just actual accidents and harm. It's things like damage to property. Yeah. So, you know, maybe you're a company that supplies a scaffolding structure for a domestic client or a commercial client or whatever and that scaffolding collapses. You may not have harmed anybody, but there's probably damage to property, damage to the, the building itself, etc. Yes. People are going to know about it. They're going to ask questions. How on earth has it collapsed? Did you build it correctly? And that's when it all kind of untangles itself and the truth then is shown. And the one thing I would say about my somewhat limited, and hopefully we'll get somebody on who's got a lot more experience of actually engaging with the HSE, but my limited personal engagement with the HSE is they are dogs with a bone you know they will not let this go you know they they as far as evidence collection and investigation they give the police a good run for their money you know but rightly so right absolutely again you know I was only having a conversation the other day and I was saying what, you know, we are quite fascinated. I think, I don't know if this is a global thing or, or, or what, I don't know where this comes from, but there's a real fascination with things like true crime, isn't there? Love it. I got to say, I love it as well. I love it. Honestly. I, so, I, I set my own crime scene uh, for part of my Irish course and I actually really enjoy delivering it because I love crime. Oh, my God, I need to see that. Oh, no. I always say to people, I make a fool of myself enough as it is delivering a course, but I go above and beyond. That but, sounds awesome. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'll let you see it one day. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you should film it. Be a YouTube uh, when we advance that far. Oh, God. <laughs> I can barely hit record. Um, so, um, yeah, sorry, crime. Yeah. crime. So pe people are fascinated by – and, and I, I – there's a lot of psychologists say lots of different reasons as to why and so on and so forth. But nonetheless, there is this sort of general fascination and people learning from it and one thing and another. But the interesting thing, we, people generally in, in sort of society don't seem as interested when someone's been killed when a wall fell on them at work 
or yes, you're right. the child falling down an excavation in a, in, a, in a school where the builders are there. I mean, nobody seems to be like, ooh, what was the, you know, what was the reason? What's the gore? Who did it wrong? What, who went to prison? Come on. Well, they are. It's you know of, me and you are. Yes, I know. But the average person isn't. When I start going, ooh, did you know so-and-so just got prosecuted? People are like, yawn. And yet if I went, ooh, so-and-so just, you know, serial killer. And yet, you know, we could be talking about multiple fatalities. Death is death. Injury is injury. Harm is harm. But we sort of somehow, it's in a different category. You probably Um, find there's more talk about who split up from who after Love Island than there is on people losing their lives in the UK just turning up to work to earn a living. What's Love Island? Oh, don't even. Don't joke. Because I know you're joking. There's there's no judgment here. Are you judging me? Are you judging me? Might be from the listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So the, the financial reasons why there is benefit in actually going, look, I want to prevent all of this stuff from happening. I don't want to harm anybody. I just want to have a a decent business that obviously makes money. Let's be honest. We're all in business. We're all in it for the money. Nobody is necessarily, well, some people do volunteer, but the majority of us work for pay. So we can't then be all sort of high and mighty when the company says, oh, we can't afford that. Because we're all in it for the money at the end of the day. We're all, we've got the same intention behind it. However, we shouldn't be making money off the back of other people's misery and pain and suffering and goodness knows what. So the best option is to try and prevent, which is where, as you said before, it's that gamble. Will it happen? Won't it happen? And I think because a lot of people go, well, I've been working in this job, this industry for 10 years Mm -hmm. and it's never happened. The chances of it happening are very unlikely and therefore I won't bother. I'm smiling and nodding because uh, absolutely. Uh, And that's that's a massive thing, isn't it? That people are willing Mm. to take a chance on someone else else's life, on their health and well-being for the sake of money. And, And I've had people say to me, if I'm running my business, it's costing me this, this and this. It's really unfair. No, what's really unfair is you're abusing the cogs in your machine to make your money. If you can't run a profitable business and implement health and safety, you've got a bad business model. You're the one with the issue. That's what's got to change. Yes, I think I think it's like anything. If you're not making any money out of it, and you're not just doing it for the love of it, then, and you can't afford to keep people safe. It's the same, I mean, you probably experienced this, where people are quite happy to put their work vehicles through MOTs and services, and yet, you know, they're not prepared to actually implement a stress policy. You know why? Or, because you've got AMPR cameras out there that can catch you, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and they're going to get caught doing it. But if they're not mm-hmm. implementing things to stop people suffering depression, anxiety from... Uh, poor working practices there's no one really to check on them so next time a company a business a sole trader whoever turns around and says the reason i don't do it is because i've been doing it this long and i've never been caught remember this in the last five years so in the last five years alone the health and safety executive have issued nearly thirty-three thousand enforcement notices so that's 33 
thousand occasions where organisations, individuals have not followed the law. So there's your number. So when people say, oh, a chance of it happening, a chance of being caught, a chance of this, that's how widespread we're talking. We're not, we're, we're not sitting here and, and overestimating and kind of, you know, going, well, this is a huge issue and it's not really. The reality is that this is widespread. People not following the laws and guidance and all the rest of it is, is widespread. We'd love to say every company we go to is always wonderful and there's flowers and roses everywhere, but that's not the reality. Right. You know, um, but I'm big, I'm big on saying that if, if there's something that's not right, it's not something you need to hide because nobody's perfect. But if we pretend Mm -hmm. that things are, nothing ever gets better. The most powerful thing you can do as a company is go, do you know what? I haven't been doing that. Maybe I made a bad choice. Maybe I didn't want to engage. Maybe I've I've only now just discovered that that's the most powerful thing to go. Now I'm going to do something about it. Mm -hmm. It, uh, That's the only way we can improve. But, you know, when you're talking about the improvement notices and and there's lots of them and, and, and there will be fines that come along with that. I don't believe that the law should be looked at in a negative way. The law is there ultimately to keep people safe, not to make money. They do make money because people don't comply. Mm. But ultimately, the law is something that is there to stop people abusing other people. Because if we didn't have that in place, well, even now, I read an article a few months back about um, a construction company that instead of having private cute toilet, clean toilet facilities, they had um, a a plumbed-in toilet in the corner, in the corner of the work area. So people would just have to use the toilet in front of everyone else. It's 2023. I mean, the reason I get so frustrated is I will never understand someone treating another person like that, but they do. And I know that they exist. So that's why I like the law, so that people Mm. like that can be stopped. And another sort of financial cost as it were um following a visit from the hse when they do come in and they do find something is not as it should be not as that baseline legal minimum say states you know sets since 2012 they've been charging for their time so now the hse will all go okay you've broken the law you've got to put it right we're going to make sure you put it right. We're going to check up on you, etc. Your name's going to have a black mark against it on our website. But we're also, here's an invoice at the end of the investigation time. It's gone up again as well, isn't it? Yeah, 166 now. So £166 per hour per HSE inspector. And usually they come in pairs, a bit like me and Lindsay. They'd, yeah, they'd be lonely. Uh, I know. Oh, my God. Wouldn't we have fun together if we did Oh, it? gosh. We'd, uh, honestly, that would be definitely a duo to be to be created. Uh, yes. it's, it's a lot of money. And they and it's not just the time when they're physically no. boots on ground in your workplace. It's all the other stuff they're doing back in the office as well. Mm-hmm. And that Emails, one, oh, phone calls, travel time. That will add up quickly. It does. It does. Now, I just wanted to uh, talk about um, the... The, I guess when people think about finances, I think the big one they think about is fines. So, 
you've been found to be not compliant with the law and the decision has been made in the public's best interest, we're going to bring you to court. And if you're found guilty, you're going to end up with a fine. Okay. As with other types of uh, criminal activity, there's a repercussion, there's a force of the law. Um, And I just wanted to talk about fines because um, safety fines for for many years have been absolutely paltry. Um, what does that mean? Tiny. Oh, puny. Oh, pu- okay, got you. Minute. Got you. Thank you. A bit like a bit like Pepper Dog. Oh, tiny. Yeah, she is tiny dog. Thank you. And they ha- they haven't been in any way kind of similar to other fines. So for example, a, a business might be found, you know, doing sort of dodgy finances. They would maybe find millions of pounds. Yet you could kill somebody and you might get, oh, here's five thousand pound fine. Um and I wanted to talk about a, a specific example if I can to show the difference between sort of then and now. Um because both of these involved um is it called Merlin Entertainment? Mer- Merlin Group? Oh, is that you know like the... theme parks? Yeah. It's Merlin yeah. something, yeah. I just Merlin... know it's a Merlin Pass. Yeah, something Merlin yeah. Group or whatever it's called. So um I I would imagine you would li- have been living under a rock if you can't recall the accident in 2015 on the smiler ride oh yes alton towers Mm -hmm. yeah something something about legs and squishing yeah um absolutely and and uh it's involved a variety of people a number of people were sent to hospital for treatment after that um horrendous accident that happened and actually two i think they were 18 or 19 year old girls ended up one of them lost a leg the other lost both legs in the end as a result of um it was really cute though actually Lindsay. we'll just say that um on the front row and these girls were sat on the front row and they were there with their boyfriends at the time and actually recently um one of those couples had just got married oh i know i love how you've got that info i know well that's a really random daisy fact for you you know oh that could be another thing a daisy fact Oh God, that's it. There's no more now. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's, I can't think of any others. Um, but one of the things with that, uh, I just wanted to mention in terms of finances, was the fine that Alton Towers received. So they were found guilty. Well, they pled guilty, and they were found guilty, and uh, they were given um, the, the the judge gave them a five million pound fine. Okay. Okay. So bear in mind, we've got some injured people. We've got uh, a double amputee and another amputee as a result of that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so take your mind back even further. Some of you may not remember this at all. And this is in 2007 at another Merlin owned. uh, What's the word? Attraction. Uh, This is Warwick Castle. I don't know if I know this. Oh, here you go. You see, look, she's she's literally on the edge of her seat now. 2007, Alex was two years old, and I probably wasn't part of society at that time. 
well, you weren't part of society. Yeah, my son was very hard work, and I think I kept myself away from everything. So okay, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you educate me here. Okay, so there was an accident um, at Warwick Castle where uh, a, a guy fell from the moat. So you can imagine a castle with a moat and a, you know all that sort of thing. And he fell from the, the a bridge into a dry moat and he died oh. okay so working on the, the the thought process that for the injuries and the amputees they got five million as a fine in uh, following the 2015 what kind of fine do you think they might have got for a fatality oh don't don't ask me I, I... Gosh, no, I'm not even going to... No, 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 because I know what's going to happen here. It's like when someone says, guess my age. (laughs) I'm not setting myself up here. I do enough stupid stuff in my... In my my courses to make myself look a fool to entertain other people. Five five quid. Um, (laughs) 25. So they were fined just (gasps) 350,000. Oh, my God. And that's what, 10? Hang on, 2003. Wait. 2003 to 2007. Oh, oh, okay. 2007, 10, eight. Eight years? Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, maths is not my. No, me neither. Point. That's why I do. But eight years between the two, same organization. One involves a death. Yeah. So, I mean, you could argue that actually the sort of cumulative combined effect of all the injuries and the amputations and so so on perhaps maybe balance out the death i don't know i mean oh come on no i know, I know you don't i know but i just pluck at, pluck I can't even, straws a little bit I, I can't even allow myself to think that someone could have could have thought that but you but know back what? then I, I back then that was seen as a realistic fine right so then we get the sentencing council introducing the health and safety sentencing guidelines and i don't want to talk too heavy about this but basically what later. they did they decided upon a set of kind of max minimums that judges should be looking at based on how responsible the organization was for this safety failing so you mean so how much whether they, they just absolutely ignored health and safety and this happened because totally. they were completely atrocious or whether or they, if they made tried an and yeah they tried in some errors and they just perhaps missed this thing they also look at um, how serious this incident could have been so if you take something like the alton towers incident yes it was horrendous as it was it could have been much worse it could have involved death yes you know um and sadly people die every single year in theme parks you know um so it's it you know it it does happen um and the other thing they look at is the money that the organization has how much money how much spare cash have they got Mm -hmm. to invest in safety and they're just not doing it so the great thing for 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 the, the little person is that now there's another financial reason because they're much more likely to get really hit where they hurt and a really whacking great hefty fine if they don't do it right and, right, and that's good. what those rightly so yeah. and, and I, I i i don't want us to to be talking about financial reasons and be against it happening i'm i'm actually Mm-mm. 
100% all for it. If you cannot comply... You do, do the crime, yeah. you do the time. Exactly. And, and, and that's, that's not what they point. say. If you, if you can't do the... If you can't do the time, don't do the crime. Don't do the crime. Well, this is a daisy saying. Again, okay. Remember. okay. Um, but because that's another thing I must say is that we need to remember that we're talking about criminal activity right. here. This is something that we somehow have made this kind of like, it's not the same as murder. It's not the same as manslaughter. It's not the same as going up to somebody and punching them in the mouth, you know, but it's still a crime. Right. Um, and there are going to be those financial, financial repercussions following committing a crime. There's going to be an effect. There's going to be potentially a long-lasting effect. And that was one of the things that Alton Towers found following the uh, the Smiler Ride incident. Their numbers plummeted and they got hit where it really hurt which was their customer, you know, ticket sales, because people just didn't want to go. Why would you want to go and go, yes, I want to ride the Smiler. I might lose a leg. I have to of say. Of course you wouldn't. It's, it's definitely affected my view. It 100% has affected my view. I have to be honest. I mean, the other day, drove past Drayton Manor. The first thing I'm thinking about, child deaths in Drayton Manor. Yeah. You know, the theme park there as well. I mean, I know it's part of, it's it's kind of part of our jobs to sort of, Perhaps it's a negative reflection on the jobs that we do. But sadly, that's where we have to maintain that conscience of, right, are we happy to to, to put money in the coffers of organisations? And I'm sure they've all learned their lessons, of course. Wow. But it does make you think twice before you're kind of going, you know, it's a bit like, as I say, that very poor and gross example of the plaster in the takeaway. Oh, it's don't. Make, it's... Why would you? Why would you? <laughs> you don't have that. It's going to make you think twice, even if you go. I'm going to think twice every their... time now about getting taken. <laughs> even if they put on their Facebook, we've just got a five star food hygiene rating. Come and eat. We're amazing. You're still going to have that memory. Yeah. And that's one of the things in health and safety. We have what's called corporate memory. We remember this stuff. And the Internet means it's always around. Yeah, way longer. I I, I um, Googled a company who I worked with when I ran a glazing company. Gosh. 15 years ago with my ex-husband because a company were working or buying glass from us they'd had a fatality and I googled the other day and it still comes up on google mm. so it doesn't leave so is I also have to say number one you were right at the beginning of today because if people are still with us now we're 45 minutes in and I you know, said I know. you said to me we'll talk a lot, and I I know you're right, and I'm I'm happy to. And I I barely I barely scratched the surface. This is what finances. I'm. This is why I'm saying this. I mean, we might even have to do a, a part B. Yeah, I think so because it's a long time, and I'm just itching to to talk about more that's coming up now. And and it's um, I think we should say f- to be continued. Oh, what if I, I've been dot, waiting, dot dot dot? Yeah, I've been waiting to say that. It's almost like the dun 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 We should have one of the. Oh my god, we need to. Do you know what? Um, Gary mentioned about a theme tune. I know no one else will know Gary apart from Gary, but Gary mentioned a theme tune that he wanted us to have on the podcast. So maybe can we shout out Gary? Who are we talking about? Sunstrom S. Uh, Sunstrom Safety. Ah, uh, oh, I love Gary. I love Sunstrom. Oh, do you? I love Sunstrom. Well, Gary, Gary's a former student of mine. Is he? So I just love him. I just love yeah. a Sunstrom SL100. I really, really do. And oh, that's... Oh, God. When they walk, oh, I had, I'm feeling a bit nauseous. 
I can't believe you have a favourite type of PPE. <laughs> I have a few. <laughs> it's my Bentley mask or, or my Maserati, depends on my my uh, audience. But but Gary will probably be able to get some Duff Duff music. He'll know what we can use. So, oh, we need to get him on here, by the way. Yes, 100%. Yes, this is your precursor, Gary. Your name's in the hat. And pack up some SR100s because you need to bring those with you. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, do we have to go, this is not sponsored. Is that bribery? Oh, God, do you have to do that? <laughs> I don't know. But we're not sponsored by anybody. Us. We pay it all we're out ourselves. We're not sponsored by anyone. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, somebody the other day <laughs> posted about uh, too many podcasts, and I was like, what, what do you mean too many podcasts? How can you have too many podcasts? If I want to do a podcast, I do a podcast. If you don't listen, don't you listen. You can pick and choose what you, of course. you know. Some people will listen to our voices and go, oh, oh it's like nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> I really hope not. Don't make me think that. And then that there's, other, there's other people that will like it, you know, a lot, a lot. These beautiful ladies' voices. Well, we should right. end. We're going to sign off yes. until part B. We should. Okay. And uh, yes, I, we apologise for, 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 you know, dragging this one out. We, we were very strict on, we were going to keep it to what, half an hour? I said, yeah, minutes? 20 to 30 minutes. Doesn't really. But maybe, the maybe we more, we, maybe we more get, you know, if we get into this. If, by the way, if you do like a bit of a longer, tell us. If you prefer it a little bit longer, if you prefer perhaps less episodes, but longer, we are doing this not for ourselves. This is not an ego project. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. A little bit for ourselves because it's fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, in fairness, I, I, even if we weren't recording, I'd like to have this conversation and talk more about Warwick Castle. Oh, I know, because all I could think about was Matt Hancock. Is is he the? Is that where he went when he broke the rules? Was it Warwick Castle? No, it's not. It's not even Matt Hancock, is it? Oh, is it not? No, it's Barnard Castle. Oh, and who was and it? And it was a different guy. Oh, all right. Well, we'll have to remember. research this. Oh, okay. You see, that that's that's politics. That's not my area. Me neither, but that's I someone just, else's area. I just remember that they break the rules and went to one of those places. and I Because they were testing their eyesight. Now that oh, is our area. Yes. <laughs> Do not get behind the wheel of a car to test your eyesight, folks. That is so good. Right. Let's talk. Do you know what we could even do? Yes. Split this in two. So it could be that maybe... It get this whole one gets split in two. But A, B, and C. Yeah, we'll see. But I am. Um, I've loved speaking to you, and I hope everyone's enjoyed what we've spoken about. And Thanks actually, let's just add in: if you do want to get in touch and talk about oh, yes. whether you like the longer podcast, shorter podcast, topics you want to get covered, if you want to come on and be an expert for us, we've got Instagram at Health and Safety Angels, and we've got Health and Safety Angels at Gmail dot com. Take care. See you soon. Keep safe. Bye.